This awesome, extraordinary examination contains adult language, mature situations, villainous comic book characters, personal opinions, speculations about new film, the craziness that is personal polls, and superhero madness. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, True Believers, and welcome to another edition of Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, the superhero podcast brought to you by www.spyrocon.com, where we talk about all things superheroes. I'm your host, Zan, saying... Biff, bam, pow, and what's up? Yes, I am so excited to be doing another episode of this awesome podcast for you guys because I had fun doing the first one and I hope this becomes a major thing because superheroes are a lot of fun and it's something which has been really exciting, especially because we are on the advent of geekdom. I mean, yes, there's lots of superhero stuff everywhere. Movies, video games, board games, TV shows, all across the board. And we're going to be talking about all types of stuff all throughout the geek them. But beforehand, if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com. You can also find Spirekin's other podcasts, including our movie review, game review, manga review, movie review, TV show review, anime review, and everything else there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and other social media sites. And we try to be as enlightening, exciting, educational, and most importantly, entertaining as possible. If you have any comments, concerns, or something you want us to talk about, email me personally at zan, that's X-A-N, at spirakin, S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, dot com. So let's get to it, shall we? Because in exactly five days, one of the greatest films will be coming out. Well, five days when this podcast is released, because I'm going to release this in the future. On April 26th, Avengers Endgame will be coming out, and I am really excited been waiting so long for it. I've been trying not to look at any spoilers, so I don't want anything to know about. But we're going to see how it goes, and I'm very excited for that. And also, fun fact, when this releases, I'm actually going to be at Anime Boston, probably checking out some cool panels. So if you see me there, say konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? I hope I did see you there. Well, this is in the future, so whatever. So let's talk about what is the cool topic of this episode, because we're actually going to be talking about something a little fun and a little weird. And what is it that we're talking about? We're talking about the MCU villains, the Marvel Cinematic Universe villains of this episode. I promise you we're talking about it, and we definitely are. Now, beforehand, if some of you are wondering where Greta is, Greta has to take care of some stuff. And I figured I want to keep this on time, so I'm going to just push for it. But she has helped contribute on this awesome list. And she helped shape this list to where it was. And I've got to admit, we have some very unique titles. Because there are 32 villains we're going to be talking about from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And no, we're not talking about any of the Netflix or Hulu shows. Despite the fact that there are some amazing villains. I still think that Kingpin and Kilgrave and Codmouth are really good villains that I would put really high up there. Definitely. But we're not here to talk about the ones that are not on the list. We're here to talk about the outstanding and the terrible from this list of 32 villains from 21 films starting from iron man 1 through captain marvel now you may disagree with our list but we try to be as thoughtful as possible we're going to be putting our full list on the website of all the characters and their ranking but we're going to focus on the five weakest and most pathetic characters the ones that we hated the most and then we're going to focus on the top five the best villains now, you may disagree with us, but let us know where your top five and your weakest five villains are. I think there's going to be a lot of overlap with a certain number of characters, but we're going over various villains, including some of them are secondary and tertiary villains. 
For example, the Shocker, or Shockers, because there's actually two of them, is on this list in one spot because we just combine the two of them because it's the Shocker. Um, we're going to focus on specifically the Herman Schultz second Shocker, not the first Shocker because he's in the movie for two minutes. But he's in the middle of this list, and then we have a couple other characters that are all over the place. But let's get on the list with the five weakest or worst villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, at number 28, we have a villain who pisses me off so much because they took the name from a different character and they made him so retarded, so stupid. And we're talking about Taserface from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And, wow, they did a shitty job with this character. I mean, it's really bad. Now, some of you are wondering, wait, Taserface was kind of... Why are you making fun of Taserface? He's a stupid gag character. Actually, no, he's not. If you read the original Guardians of the Galaxy series, if you know that, there is a race called the Stark. They're called the Stark because they found one of Tony Stark's ships were sent to space, lands on the planet of the Starks. They adopt his technology, and they worship Tony Stark as a god. They rename themselves the Stark. They're uh matriarchal society so women are in charge and guys are weaker and the villain Taserface is a Stark who has like an Iron Man helmet that shoots a laser out of his face and it's really awesome and what they do is they change him to just a ugly Ravenger who's just there as a joke as he's gonna have a coup d'etat and then they're gonna make fun of he's called Taserface you know it's why would you do that Having him actually have had the the Stark equipment or something similar, like maybe he has a energy bolt in his eye, or maybe they gave him a, a unique reason why, instead of it just, oh, he just thought it up, he made it up himself, and it's metaphorical. Yeah, I just could not handle that. I really couldn't. It just, it was so shitty and pathetic. I mean, don't get me wrong, the actor who plays him does a great job with what he has. But it's such a letdown compared to so many other villains. It's just, eh. But, on the same token, the next villain, our number 29 spot, it's not that he's bad. It's not that at all. Um, Greta hated him more than I did. I thought he should have been higher up on the list, but she was able to negotiate and we figured out where he, he was. And we're talking about, from Captain America, Winter Soldier... Batrick the Leaper. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Batrick the Leaper, he is an old school villain who wears purple, who his whole thing is he does kicks. He jumps and he kicks. If you watch the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon show, they have him showing up all the time as a running joke. He's a joke villain, and they actually update him in a really cool way to make him just he's a, a uh, French terrorist. He's the guy that you see Cap fight in the beginning of the movie on the boat before it explodes and he's the one who's using all the kicks in that and they make him actually kind of menacing but they don't do much with him they just have him for a couple seconds and then that's it i would love to have seen him as a major force showing up again him as a villain who just keeps showing up but he's still alive he wasn't he didn't die so we could see if batch comes back but he just like taser face you remember you like this patrick yeah he's in meh so the next one in our number 30 spot is not one person, but an entire collective group. We're talking about the Sovereign. Yes. 
the uh, Mysterious Individuals from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 also. They're the ones who hire Taserface and who try to get him. And the Sovereign has always appeared to me to be more of a vicious collective of beings who are superior to themselves. This one, they seem childish and weird, and they're there just for plot effect. There's no reason why they should be there. They, The fact that they kept running into them was lame, and they don't stand out. Most people don't remember that the Sovereign was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. They remember Taserface over the Sovereign. I mean, purists will remember them because they know that they're setting up for Adam Warlock, because he's technically one of the Sovereign, but... Yeah, Aisha and the Sovereign, uh, they just, I think they just let all of us down. They really did. Now our top two, the worst villains possible, number 31. This is the person who was one degree short of being the worst villain in the MCU. And some of you may put him as the worst. I personally have a reason why he's not the worst, but who are we talking about? We're talking about from Thor to the Dark World, we're talking about... Malekith, played by Christopher Eccleston, and wow. Um, where to begin? They take a great actor like Christopher Eccleston and they put him in a role which should be menacing, should be great, should be evil. No one remembers he's in the movie. He has a reason why he's in the movie, and if you read the Thor and the Marvel comics right now, The War of the Realms, Malekith is actually a very imposing and great villain. They just shit the bed with him, though. They just say, oh, he has, here's his reasoning, okay? But he just, he phones it in. He doesn't, he could do so much more. He could be in a great, imposing villain. He's just, Christopher Eccleston phones it in and just, it doesn't feel relatable. It doesn't feel good. It feels, he feels bored in the role. And I just, it hurts to see him like this, to see uh, this villain portrayed like this, and just he's very forgettable. Most people don't even remember that he's in the movie. They don't. And now, number 32, our worst villain, the person who I personally think is worse than Malekith for being just a shitty character in general and someone who shouldn't even be in the movie. We're talking about from Ant Man and the Wasp, Sonny Birch. Yes. The character played by Walton Goggins, who is a, apparently in the movie, he owns a restaurant and he's a generic black arms dealer who's trying to get Pym Tech so he could do stuff, apparently. And after some research, I found that they did a real disservice to this character because apparently in 2003 he's invented and he's a minor Iron Man villain who is a weapons owner. He owns a weapons company, and he's a chairman who ends up buying Iron Man tech when it's when Stark Industries goes under, and he uses it to try to improve his own political position, but he's an idiot. So pretty much the way that they show one of our higher-up villains, we're talking about Justin Hammer, is Sonny Birch. He's a shittier Justin Hammers. And in the comics, he ends up blowing his brains out. This one, they don't do that. He's just Sonny Birch. He's... He's just, like, Malekith is a little imposing, a little threatening. You see him actually kill people. Sonny Birch is just a screw-up. He's there as a comic book, a comic foil who doesn't get anything right, who's kind of dumb, who snivels behind his villains, and unlike, 
Unlike Justin Hammer, who's charismatic and you remember him, Sonny Birch, you don't remember. You remember Ghost. Ghost, you remember. You remember Lawrence Fishburne as Goliath. You remember him. But Sonny Birch, eh, you don't really remember. Because you don't really remember Ant-Man and the Wasp too much. That's why we had so low in the in the list. But, yeah. So those are our five worst villains from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now, now, we're going to talk about our top five. And I'm kind of hurt because I would love to talk about our number six. And... Our number six is one of, is one I thought should have been higher up, but argument's sake, things happened. So, our top five villains out of the 32 villains for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, number five is Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, the Vulture. Wow! This was out of left field. They took Adrian Toomes, who, generally in the comics, is an old man who wears a bird suit, and made him into a man who's trying to save his family by salvaging tech like a vulture and using advanced tech to be a weapons dealer. And to top it off, they throw in the fact that he knows Peter because Peter is dating his daughter. Wow, that that personal connection just sells it. It just makes it so cool that he does reach out. And Michael Keaton throws it out of the park. The scene in the car is one of the most menacing and truly spine-tingling scenes in, this, in the Palms of the Mac universe. One of my favorite scenes because it's just the interplay between him realizing that Peter's Spider-Man and just that conversation they have. And just, it's so cool. And he is just intimidating. He's fascinating. And he is someone who you would never expect to have been so intimidating. Also, the redesign is really cool. I love the fact that he has the jet wings. And it's more like a, and he has, instead of, you know, just a no mask, he's wearing like an aviator helmet that has the green eyes. And he looks intimidating and cool. I love that. I find that to be a great usage of a character. And he does lose some points because the remaining four are so over the top. So, wow. That that's why he's number five. But And number four. Wow. Number four, someone who I did not expect to play a villain so well. I mean, this character chews the scenery. They just see the chewing with their mouth open, just enjoying it so much. They're just having fun playing pretend, and I love that. You could feel the joy of this character and how much fun they had playing it. And who am I talking about? I'm talking about Kate Blanchett playing Hela from Thor Ragnarok. She had a blast doing this, playing the eldest daughter of Odin and the older sister of Thor and Loki, and the rightful heir to Asgard, also a homicidal maniac. And her scenes are so crazy and bizarre, and she kills so many people, it's, it's just ridiculous. Now, her whole reason for doing it is just selfish and stupid, but she has fun, and that's why she's she's up here, and she's just she enjoys it a little bit too much, which I kind of like. But also, it's a little bit of a I'd like to have seen her as more of a two episode or two movie villain, not just a one. I would like to see Hela come back because Hela is the god of death, 
And that kind of made her drop points a little bit. But she is engaging and fun. Now, on the other hand, number three is, is someone who is the hero in their own story. Actually, the top three are all heroes in their own story. But number three is one who you completely identify with and you could agree with, despite the fact that his plan is kind of fucked up and his reasoning for what he's doing is intriguing and i'm talking about michael b jordan as eric killmonger from black panther and you sympathize with him because in the beginning the opening of the film you see his father get murdered and he's kind of denounced his heritage and when he comes back his reasoning for why in the throner i want to help my people how he wants to do it is kind of horrific but he wants to help his people. And that's really well done. Now, the ending sequence of the film where he kind of just is, oh, I'm just a generic villain with uh, wearing the Black Panther outfit and I have the Black Panther powers. Meh. That's what drops him down. But his motivation and his charisma, because it's Michael B. Jordan, he's a very charismatic actor. And it's that charisma that draws you to his side of things and makes you sympathize with him and almost feel bad when the end of the film happens got to say now despite that our last two number two and number one best villains in the mcu have all these qualities where you sympathize with them and you you can agree with them in a certain point of view but they just are that much more and the reason why both of them are in multiple films and that is why they're better than Killmonger. If Killmonger had a couple more movies, I think he would top them. But let's get the two out of the way. I'm probably guessing you're going to guess who they are. And we're talking about, at number two, the god of mischief, Loki Lafison, the prince of Jotunheim, adopted son of Odin, and brother to the mighty Thor. From Thor, the Avengers, Thor to the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, and, let's say it, Avengers Infinity War. And I've got to say, he is, it's Tom Hiddleston. He's charismatic and squirmy and slimy and creepy and what the hell. Like, a lot of people really do enjoy that just smarmy asshole that he is and you sympathize with his situation he's a kid who was a kidnapped from his parents and raised by the enemy and then when he wanted to find the love of his enemy he's never going to have the same love that his parents have for his big brother but he was manipulative and crazy and you just love that he is a chaotic he's a chaotic evil villain who you just love to hate i mean he could be chaotic neutral but he does have his good moments. And I like that you see him evolve over time from being that just kind of that evil villain to just that sneaky snake that may pull something off, may not. We don't know. That's why he is number two. And at number one, the big bad of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, you can guess who we're talking about. We're talking about Josh Brolin. As the Mad Titan himself, Thanos, 
from Avengers, Avengers 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Infinity War, and soon to be seen in Avengers Endgame. Wow, we did not expect this villain to be as awesome as he was or as insane as he was and charismatic. His design work is great. And the thing is that Avengers Infinity War is his story. He is the main character. And we are able to understand his situation and his circumstances of why he wants to do this insane goal of killing half the universe. Do we agree with it? Well, some people actually kind of agree with it, even though I would have thought if you just duplicate or make more resources, that would have been smarter. But his reasoning makes sense in a very fanatical, insane sort of way. It's not like it used to be where in the comics he is obsessed with death and he wants to court her, and that is his whole reason for doing this. He wants to do this as a almost an I love you to death. No, this is... He has a reason for doing this, and it's insane, but you're like, this kind of makes sense in a weird sort of way. I could almost turn to this if it wasn't just complete and utter genocide. And you're like, wow. And just the design work on him in general looks great. I mean, he evolved from how he looks in the first film to the new film, and how over time he starts off just looking very cheap, and then you see him start looking more like a person, and CGI has gone so far and that you could believe that Thanos exists, that he's a, that Thanos would be walking the red carpet. A big purple guy who is an eternal in the well, he's de- he's an eternal with a deviant gene with a purple face. Just Thanos is wow. You gotta love him and you gotta hate him too. He's just he's the best villain because of one other reason. One major reason. With the exception of the other character I wanted to talk about, who's number six. He is the only villain out of all the villains whose plan works so far. We don't know what's going to happen next movie, but so far his plan worked. He won. He is the guy who won. And at the end of Avengers Infinity War, what did it say? Thanos will return. So that's why he is our number one. Why we love Thanos, because he is just... He's a great villain, and I can't wait to see what they do with him and where he's going to go. I hope they don't kill him off, because I think he'd be a great overarching villain over time. But if they do kill him off, well, maybe we'll see him in some other films. I don't know. Maybe prequels. And like I said, this is just the opinion of Greta and myself. We were doing our marathon with all the cinematic films, and we actually went through all the villains and listed them and organized them and moved them around as each film happened to make them where they went. And a lot of them moved around to some very unique spots. I mean, I didn't expect some of them to get so high and some to get so low. And each some of them are just completely... You did not expect them to get as high as they did. And it's actually really cool where some of them do end up. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to be... Like I said, if, let us know what you think. Email me, xanatspyrokin.com, with who your Marvel villain list is. Who is your favorite? Who is your least favorite? You look at our website, www.spyrokin.com, on this post, and we'll have a list of where we put all the villains. Put them where you think that they should go. Do you think this character is better than that character? Do you think that there is a villain who is better than Thanos, who is more charismatic and more just a better villain in general? Let us know. I'd love to see what you guys think. And speaking of villains in general... Uh, this inspired me personally to come up with something kind of fun and kind of crazy. Now you're probably wondering, what am I talking about? Well, I am talking about a poll. This is going to be the first of Spyrokin's 
polls, well, Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination polls. And each one of these are going to be very different. And we want to know what you think the villains stack themselves. Well, specifically, specific villains. And I'm actually going to be releasing this after Endgame comes out. So that's when we're going to hit. So keep your eyes open for when we have this list out. We're going to be doing it on challenge.com. I'll post it in the movie review for Avengers Endgame. But we're going to take a bunch of villains. I'm going to actually list 150 villains and then narrow it down to 64. And here's the thing. The 150 villains are going to be 75 Marvel villains and 75 DC villains. And we're going to see where they stack up. You go to the website and you vote for who you think is the best. And I'm kind of excited because I'm going to put some really interesting ones. Just some of the ones I have listed on this list so far that I want to put down. For DC's side, I'm going to put down Owlman, Gorilla Grodd, Amazo, Taskmaster, Mongol, Trigon, Hank Henshaw slash Cyborg Superman, Lex Luthor, Joker, Dr. Savannah, Reverse Flash, Cheetah, Feralex, Brainiac, Bane, and of course, Darkseid. Because you can't have a list without Darkseid. And for the Marvel side, obviously if we're going to have Darkseid, we should have Thanos down. So Thanos is going to be on this list. Uh, Dr. Octopus is going to be on this list. Carnage is going to be on this list. Modoc will be on this list. Green Goblin. Kilgrave, a.k.a. the Purple Man. Probably Red Skull, Dormammu, Ultron, Venom, Magneto, Doctor Doom, Apocalypse, Loki, Kang the Conqueror, the Magus, Annihilus, and a bunch of other villains. So we're going to have, like I said, I'm going to take 75 from each universe, put them in a randomizer, and pick the top 32 from each list. So we have 64 villains, and then we're going to have you guys vote to see who is the best. Hopefully... If I'm right, and if Joker is chosen, he is not number one because there are so many better villains than him. Yes, he's crazy, but I really doubt that he'd be able to survive against Darkseid and Thanos. I really don't. I hope it isn't just a popularity contest. But you guys get to do it. Just check out the website. I will put a link in the show notes for that. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. I just want to talk about the villains a little bit. Various villains. Um, we're going to be starting to put in some superhero comics and some comic reviews in this show. So that should be kind of cool. We're going to be throwing that in hopefully in the next three months. I just got, I'm just going to wait for all the major maxi series to finish because I don't want to start in the middle of like War of the Realm where it's like issue seven. And then you're like, wait, what, what about the rest? So I'm going to wait till after the maxi series are done. Then I'll start reviewing the comics as opposed to as well as the manga reviews. But anyway digress and um for this week besides today because today's the 21st that's the day i'm going to release this on the 24th we have our review of the izakai izakai nobu manga and then on the 26th we're going to be releasing our review of avengers endgame so let us know what you think so i guess that's it for this episode thank you guys for listening uh this is your host zan catch you guys next time true believers see you